Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Discussing season five, episode six, titled Cole. Oh, you know what? I made a mistake. I made a critical, critical error in scheduling out this discussion. I, I, I absolutely should have saved this episode until Christmas Day and then told everyone they get Cole for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, missed opportunity. That's a terrible, terrible joke. Honestly, I'd be... I'd understand if you just unsubscribe from the podcast now. <laughs> just rage quit the show <laughs> after that terrible, terrible opening pun. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, this is a really good episode. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, This episode introduces us to two new honorary titans, uh, Cole and Gnark. And I actually really, really like these characters. Uh, The whole dynamic between them is so wholesome and wonderful. Uh, They're very likable, like, immediately. And I just really enjoy watching them on screen together. I I love that basically Gnark, being the big dumb caveman that he is, is basically just a giant baby. <laughs> basically a giant child. Like he's this hulking Adonis of a man. But with his mental faculties, you know, the fact that he's a caveman uh, and all that. Like his various emotional quirks, like... He essentially acts like a scared little child. Uh, he's very insecure. He's afraid that, like, as soon as the Titans show up, his first reaction is, Cole's gonna leave me for the Titans. Cole likes the Titans better. And just goes hot, goes and hides in a tree, the same hiding spot he uses every time, apparently. Uh, Apparently, he has this huge, uh, uh, this fear of the world above, because Cole and Gnark live in this, like, under-the-surface prehistoric world underneath the Arctic Circle. And Gnark is apparently afraid of the world above, because he had some form of bad experience there. Technology scares him. 
Uh, he looks at Cyborg, and he's just terrified. Cyborg tries to bring up a light, and Gnark just smashes it to bits. Uh, and this actually creates an excellent arc for Gnark when eventually Cole is captured. Uh, he has to go up to the surface to save her, and Cyborg helps him do that. But, like, the devotion the two of them have to one another, uh, the way they help one another, uh, Cole in sort of guiding Gnark through all of his weird emotional quirks, uh, and Gnark basically channeling Cole's powers into just using her as a battering ram, apparently. <laughs> like, literally, the way they fight is Cole turns into her crystal form, and Gnark swings her around like a club, and it's awesome! It's badass! I love that shit! Uh, it's so, so cool! Like, it's great! It's awesome! I love it! Uh, but just seeing their little back and forth, it's, it's, it's lovely! They're two very, very... Lovely characters. Uh, I also love how this episode uses Dr. Light as the main villain. Because Dr. Light, up until this point, we've seen him a couple times, but he's never been anything more than a bit part. We've had, like, one scene occasionally. In fact, up until this point, he's basically just been a barometer for the brutality of Raven, because he's shown up twice, and both times it's just been to get beaten up by Raven, and now he's terrified of Raven. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Uh, but this, with this episode, they use him as the main villain. They graduate him to full villain status, and yet they never sacrifice the idea that he's a goddamn idiot. <laughs> they never sacrifice uh, their portrayal of this character, which is that he is a dumb ass who can't do anything. Like, the only reason he's even kinda sorta a threat is that he channeled the power of the Northern Lights and he just happens to have all this power in his suit, but if he didn't have that, he'd be nothing. As is evident by all the times he doesn't have the power of the Northern Lights. They even say in the really, really great opening sequence, that opening fight with Dr. Light, Hey, don't we usually beat him by now? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> and you have sort of moments of him being stupid throughout the entire episode. Uh, after Cole gets captured... And Dr. Light's, like, carrying her up in that little bubble. Cole's like, man, for a, for a supervillain, you're kind of a weakling, aren't you? Like, he's visibly, like, struggling to carry her up to the surface. Like, he's, like, out of breath. He's winded. He's, like, sweating profusely. Cole turns into her crystal form. And Dr. Light just falls down a damn mountain. <laughs> And I especially love, like, just after Dr. Light is defeated, Raven just goes up to him, and he's just, and she's just, she just says to him, you're a sad little man, aren't you? And then Dr. Light's just like, Ugh. Like, they make him the main villain, they make him the primary threat of the episode, and never sacrifice the fact that he's a goddamn moron, <laughs> who can't do 
anything right. <laughs> like, they never sacrificed that for a second. It's really, really great. Uh, I also love this one sequence where uh, the Titans run into some dinosaurs. And they're like, um, Beast Boy, communicate with them. Oh, crap, I did not silence my phone. Oops. Hopefully that didn't get picked up on the mic. Probably did, though. Probably did. But anyway. (laughs) The Titans are like, Beast Boy, communicate with the dinosaurs. And so he turns into a dinosaur and starts having this conversation of just a bunch of dino grunts. And (laughs) he just calmly transforms into a human, walks back. Everything's just still and silent and nothing's happening. Beast Boy's like, yeah, they want to eat us. And then the dinosaurs attack. Like, they just patiently waited (laughs) for Beast Boy to warn the Titans. Like, yeah, they want to eat us. (laughs) And they were just diplomatic about it. Ah, yes, we of Dino Land present ourselves to you, the, the people of the Teen Titans, and formally request to eat you. Please send a message back to your representatives, after which we will uh, respectfully attack and attempt to uh, just consume all of you alive. We are civilized dinosaurs. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, we're dinosaurs. We're not monsters here. We want to give our enemy a fair shot. We want to... Make our intentions known. We want to make sure everyone's on the same page on the fact that we want to eat them. (laughs) Very civilized (laughs) killing machines. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. And then, of course, Goal and... Goal? What? (laughs) Goal and Canark. Goal and Canark save them, and we get this great introduction to them. I also love the eating contest scene. With Cyborg and Gnark just going at it, like, eating all the stuff, it, which, that's, like, funny. Cyborg, of course, eats Gnark under the table, and Gnark's, like, whining about it. it. It's good. It's real good. Oh, I also love... <laughs> I totally forgot this scene existed! Uh, but at one point, Cyborg goes up to Cole and is like, So, how'd a little girl like you get so tough? And Cole just fires back at him like, what, you think only big men can be tough? (laughs) And then Raven and Starfire just come rushing forward, just on either side of Cyborg. They just, like, slink into his peripherals and are just like, yeah. (laughs) It's Cyborg's just, like, so awkward about it, like, uh, uh, no, that wasn't what I was saying at all. Please don't hurt me. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Uh, and and then this culminates in a really, really good third act. Uh, phenomenal fight on the surface with Dr. Light, handled so, so well. Such a fantastic action sequence. Uh, coal is being used as the new crystal in Dr. Light's Northern Lights siphoning machine. It's great. They beat Dr. Light. Uh, He's a sad little man. (laughs) And then we get this very, very good ending where 
They give Cole and Gnark an honorary Titan communicator. They're officially honorary Titans now. Because Robin's like, eh, someone else may try to get you, Brotherhood of Evil. Uh, maybe uh, take this. And Cole's just like, yeah, this is cool, but, you know, I don't think we're going to need it. We're going back to our home. Who's going to bother us there? Cut to the Brotherhood of Evil gathered around the Titan communicator they took from Hotspot. Listening to the conversation. And little blip pops up behind them that says, located. So yeah, yet another uh, teenage superhero on the Brotherhood of Evil's radar. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna cost some shit at some point, and we'll talk about that when it comes around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, Anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play this on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 7. Talk to you then.